Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that Chasing Health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming the best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, actually one of my current clients, Stephanie. She has agreed to come on and chat with me and share a little bit with you guys about her journey, what she's been through, what she's currently working on, and just get to you know know you a little, get to know her a little bit more. And also, I guess that a lot of you guys will probably resonate with her story as well. Welcome, Stephanie, to the show. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Yes, this is awesome. Actually, and I think, yes, you are my very first client to come onto the show. So congratulations to that. Oh my gosh. I feel so honored. It's a lot of pressure now though. <laughs> no pressure. I already told you, this is just, just us chatting. Don't even think about the podcast. We're just having a great time. Anytime you and I chat, I love our conversations anyway. So I know. Yeah. It always cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, so tell us a little bit more, like who is Stephanie like before, like, you know, like, and you can start as early back as you want to, but like, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. So I think, you know, just personally and fitness wise growing up as a kid, I always was doing sports. I mean, I was heavily in sports and I think some of it had to do with, I just, I loved doing them. Uh, I love, I had a bunch of friends that did them. And also I was kind of always the chunkier kid. So my mom, you know, just was trying to help me find things to be active. So I did volleyball, soccer, basketball, softball, and just, you know, was, was very um, into, you know, being fit and just kind of playing sports and things like that. And then, you know, like I'll kind of tie that into kind of like my health journey. Like I said, was always a little bit of, the bigger kid, the biggest kid of the group. Um, but, you know, I found that in, and I always wondered, you know, why can't I eat the same thing as my other friends that are in all of these sports and they stay kind of thin and, and fit. And I always keep uh, getting bigger. It's just, it's not something that, you know, a 12, 13 year old kid really can comprehend. And, you know, I think in, you know, one of the, our check-ins a couple weeks ago, I was talking about how, you know, my mom, you know, was uh, doing the Jenny Craig and things like that. And not you, oh, you just need to eat a thousand, uh, 1100 calories and that's how you lose weight. And so it, it kind of, um, created this like restricted binge cycle with me because I would eat kind of normal, like what my other friends would eat. And then, um, I would gain weight um, but kind of in that process, something good happened. Um, I fell in love with lifting. And so, you know, in sports, you obviously have an on-season on and an off-season. And in off-season, we, you know, all the female sports would share the weight room with that the, you know, football players and basketball players for the male sports used. And we started, you know, lifting deadlifts, bench press, things like that. And I, I was good at it. And it was something that fitness wise, I was able to start seeing progress on and I would start to feel it almost instantly. You know, I would feel stronger um, and I would be able to see some things, you know, visually in my body and, oh, look, there's a calf muscle here and here's, you know, a bicep muscle here. And, um, you know, we tracked all of our lifts throughout the, you know, the week. So it was just something that I was able to see progress in. Um, and as kind of a large person, and I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert on this, but I was always able to lift a lot of weight, which always made me feel really kind of cool. I was like, oh yeah, I can squat 300 plus pounds and they're squatting like 150. I'm like, yeah, you know, so, but I was never the fastest on the days when we would have to run or run the track or run the mile or run a couple miles, I was always very slow and it, you know, it sucks being the slow kid, but in the gym and lifting, I was always the strong one. And it was a, 
was a really great feeling amongst my peers having like that thing that I was good for. So I tell that because <clears throat> I never fo really focused on nutrition when I was a teen. Um, it, you know, I was in a, in a, you know, situation growing up with, you know, that kind of led to me forming a habit with emotional eating. And it wasn't until college that I started working out with a trainer. Um, and I got there and I just was not feeling great. And I definitely felt like I was the largest person in, on the campus. And I was, I just wanted to start learning. And so I started working with a trainer um, and, you know, kind of learning about what is protein, what is, you know, how, how to eat, kind of how to build my plate around things and learning things around nutrition. And I, it was great because I had never put two and two together. I, I didn't know anything about food. It was, it had nothing functional to me in my mind. And, um, through that, I fell in love with nutrition and I totally just changed my major in school because I wanted to start, you know, I wanted to make that my life. And I always really liked cooking, but it was great to start learning the science of how food affected your body. Mm -hmm. So, um, started, you know, studying nutrition in school and food science and really got into the product development side of things and making new food products. And kind of through that, I had lost 50 pounds. I was getting, you know, a lot stronger um, and I was feeling really great. And then the, into like the thick years of my um, junior, senior year of college, the stress and of a full-time college and I was working two jobs um, to try and pay for that. It, everything just kind of canned. Um, because I was just in a constant state of exhaustion and um, there's something that I should be doing and just a combination of those things I got out of my healthy habits I was eating crappy food drinking a ton of caffeine probably drinking way too much alcohol to try and like fend off the you know those feelings and um, as like a release with my friends and things in college and gained all of it back plus 50 pounds. So it was, um, a, it was fast. I was, I was sh shocked how fast, um, I gained, you know, a hundred pounds back and it just sucks. You know, it sucks knowing how much work I put into myself and, you know, it, cause it takes a long time. You didn't, like you always say, you didn't gain, you know, a hundred pounds. You didn't get to where you are, you know, in two weeks. So it took a long time for me to get, um, down to like a, a place I wasn't done, but losing 50 pounds is, is a lot. And I was starting to like, just have some confidence and it all went away. So I kind of sat in that maintenance at the hundred pounds for a long time. And then right before COVID hit, um, uh, for about six months, I had been um, working with another online trainer and he, um, I, I loved doing that. That was my first experience with an online trainer and I liked it so much because it gave me more accountability in a sense. And and I, I think you worked with an online trainer too, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if maybe this, I'm not sure if you've worked with other with in-person trainers and online, but my experience working with online was that I felt more, I felt like I was holding myself more accountable for it because I had to go do the workouts and check them in and, you know, film them and make sure that my form looked good. And then I had to turn in my nutrition every day and, you know, there was really no point in lying about it because in the end it was only hurting me. It doesn't, exactly. he, you know, he didn't care whether I ate a cheeseburger, but put down that I ate, you know, um, something else. So, um, it really taught me that accountability that in the end I'm doing this for myself. The only thing he's invested in was my success. And so 
it got me back lifting and I dropped about 50 pounds and I was starting to feel really, really great. And then everything, everything went to hell again. <laughs> um, uh, in March of 2020, I got COVID um before you know one back when there was like no one had it and I was patient zero um and I got COVID and I got COVID really bad um I was in the hospital twice uh I couldn't breathe I had very low oxygen level and um I basically had to relearn how to have like any kind of cardiovascular health um, I was very sedentary uh, because I couldn't even get up and go to the bathroom without being out of breath. And I had never had breathing issues ever. <clears throat> so um, just in not being able to be as, as moving and not changing my diet accordingly to that, to that lack of movement, I gained all of the weight back 50 pounds back again. So um and that is at the point when I kind of came to you. And so, um, I think it was around, uh, it was new year's Eve of this year and I was home for the holidays and I just kept looking in the mirror and I was like, wow, I am, I am just, I am the largest that I've ever been and I don't feel great and I'm tired and I'm, I'm in pain and my feet hurt and my legs hurt and I'm, my energy level sucks. And, um, I had also just gone through a huge move. I had moved from Texas where I had lived my entire life and had a, a full life and family. And I had moved up North to Wisconsin and I had nobody here. Um, and it, I definitely went into like a depression, depressive episode and was not going outside cause it was freezing. And I, you know, just found comfort in food again. And when I was home for the holidays, I was like, who, I don't even recognize who I'm, you know, looking at in the mirror. I, I had no idea who I was and I, I totally lost myself. And so that was when I um, came back and I said, I'm going to do like a really hard reset. And I started doing the 75 hard program. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think it was really awesome because I have never really my, my issue for how I got here, my biggest issue is consistency mm -hmm. and, um, 75 hard, you have to be consistent for 75 days. And so, um, it was really great. The program is two 45 minute workouts. One of them has to be outside, which was a great way for me to start learning how to live in the new elements that I had moved to. Cause yeah. like I said, I was staying inside so this forced me to go start walking outside and I had to learn how to dress for negative 30 degree weather. Jeez. And it, it <laughs> no, was thank you. awful. It was, but, but you know what? The craziest thing about that was I started like yearning for the coldest, crappiest days because it was after those workouts that I was like, man, I did that. Like I, I just got my, my workout in and, um, it was, you know, if you're doing those walks, you have to drink a gallon a day every day. And, um, and the reading were the biggest things for me consistently. So I did about, um, I got about 34, 35 days into that. And I ended up getting like horrible bronchitis for six weeks, but I'm going to focus on the changes that I noticed during those 36 days. The walking, I can't even tell you how much of a difference it made overall on me just getting, I think at that point I was getting about 10,000 to 12,000 steps. Um, in, in saying the, the way that my, my weight was changing, how I was seeing it in my face and my energy levels. And then that coupled with the water intake daily um, my face was completely clear. I would, I had a jawline again. Um, and it was just a great energy level. So unfortunately it was a really hard decision to step back from that program because I was really sick. Um, and I ended up, you know, having a pretty long recovery from that. But now that I know that that's how my body reacted to a couple of those things, 
um, it was something really great. I'm glad that I did that experience and I'm, I'm starting it again, but, um, it was after I got out of that six week, uh, ish, um, sickness period. That's when I started working with you and you had put that you were doing a scholarship and I was like, you know what? I, because I had known your story from social media and I had been following you for, I think two or three years. Yeah. Um, and it was incredible. And I think that you're the, per, one of the people that I resonate the most with on social media, because our, our stories were kind of very similar. Um, and so to see that you were taking on clients to help with, you know, a problem that, you know, I, I also had, um, I was very excited. And then I was just so excited that I got chosen for that <laughs> because um, your attitude, your positivity, your knowledge, the fact that you have a nursing background and, you know, this huge uh, experience with a weight loss journey, um, I think it's just like, it's like the perfect combination of everything and mixed with your attitude. It just really made me want to work with you. And it's been probably the best two months that I've had in a really long time. I'm really excited that I, that I took that step. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that more. A yeah. lot. Thank you. Um, you know, the, and there's a lot we can definitely touch on. Um, you know, one thing I want to like talk about a little bit more, you said like growing up in school and such, and like, you know, you, maybe you weren't the fastest kid, but you were the strongest kid or one of the strongest kids in the gym that it's, you felt really confident in the gym. Does that confidence always been there in the gym? Have you struggled with that? Like, you know, like, I know a lot of people, a lot of people, especially those, you know, that maybe have, a, you know, a lot of weight to lose, for example, are anxious to get inside the gym because they don't, they maybe feel like they don't belong inside the gym sometimes. I know, you know, I've experienced that and I'm, you know, I'm curious if you have as well, but what's been your experience with that and how did you get past that? Yeah, I, I'm, I go in waves. So if it's a new gym that I just started, for example, like when I, when I first moved up here, I had to find a new gym. And then when I was working out with you initially, I know that I talked about, you know, I feel very uncomfortable there and cause I'm, I'm the new person. And I know that a lot of people that hang out in the freeway area, you know, in the bench area, they're comfortable there, you know, they're normal lifters. And so <clears throat> just, I was very nervous and I felt out of place. Like I didn't belong there. And it's also hard being the largest person there, which norm normally I am the largest person in the lifting area, but you know, I find that having a plan helps me a lot. And excuse me, when I was going in there without a trainer, without working with you, I felt a lot less comfortable. And now that I have a plan, even on like the first week, I feel a little bit nervous about it because I'm, I'm kind of lost trying to find the equipment. But once I'm on week two, week three, you know, I, I tell myself, you deserve here, you deserve to be here as much as these other people that are, that are fitter and stronger. You know, you're, you have just as much of a place here. You pay your bill to come here and they, they don't deserve to be here any more than you. And that's just what I start telling myself. And, you know, I put my music on, I kind of get in the zone and I, you know, just kind of do my thing. And no one, I, I realize no one's really paying attention to me. Yeah. And if they are, then that's on them, but I'm not paying attention to anybody else unless I'm like, dang, they're strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, it's kind of, it's, it's totally a mental thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think, and also I think just growing up, I always had friends that were hyping me up, you know, like, oh yeah, you got this, you know, and it was, it was nice having, you know, a, a personal trainer in the gym for a little bit to kind of get you a little bit more comfortable in those places. But when you're working out with an online trainer, the only person that's got you is you there. So, yeah, yeah, no, you're exactly right. 
And, and I also want to touch on the, um, you mentioned you're, you know, you started back up with 75 hard. And so, so, you know, I think, you know, 75 hard, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that have say a lot of good things about it. There's a lot of people that will say there's, you know, a lot of bad things about it. Like there's a, there's a lot of different mixed feelings out there about 75 hard. And, you know, from what you and I've talked about it and such, I, I think it sounds like you were taking this more of like just a way of building habits and not so much like something, another thing that's going to be super restrictive for you. So how have you shaped your mindset around 75 hard to make it beneficial rather than restrictive and something that's going to just kind of crash in the end? Yeah, I love that question because I've heard, you know, I did a lot of research on 75 hard. I listened to a ton of Andy Frazella's podcast that he has with people and I really like to focus on the, the podcast that he's done with people that share, you know, you know, that are, just didn't go from totally world-class athletes to start doing it because I, I resonate with a, a little bit of a different story. But the thing about the program is that there's, there, you have the five rules, but the, your, the interpretation of the rules are completely up to you. And I was actually just talking to a friend of mine about this the other day. You know, you have a lot, the thing that gets a lot of people is you have to do the two workouts and they have to be at separate times. The 45 minutes have to be separate. You can't just do an hour and a half workout. And a lot of people will say, I'm totally fine doing the one workout, but it's, it's finding the time for the second. And what people don't understand is you can, you don't have to be, you don't have to lift. You don't have to be running miles. You don't have to do any of that. You could literally do a 45 minute walk outside, slow walk Mm -hmm. and 45 minute yoga workout, stretching workout every single day and, and do the other things on 75 hard and complete it. And, um, so it doesn't have to be this intense program. Some people, you know, go into it and that's, you know, depending on what they're used to working out, but you can have, you know, a five days of lifting. And if you're sore any of the days, it's open to your interpretation because the workouts are anything you do with intent. So if you're stretching with intent because you're sore and your body needs to move that way, that's a 45 minute workout. If you want to start walking and then halfway through your journey, you want to start seeing if you can, um, you know, start jogging or if you want to go for a bike ride, all of those things you can do. And so I think that what the, another issue that people have is there's no room for failure in it. And if you fail one of the things on any of the days you have to start over, it sucks. I mean, you can imagine getting to day 36 and having to start over. Um, after, after you've been walking through the trenches in negative 20, negative 30 degrees, it's <laughs> like, it, it sucks a lot because you're yeah. like, man, I'm, I'm like halfway there. I've come so far. Um, so that's another th- issue that people have with the program, but you know what, when I started it, I told myself, um, I had just started having conversations with my dad because my dad just got gastric bypass surgery and he is at, he's 63 years old. He got it done in September and he was had, he's had, you know, great results with that surgery. And he just being the loving dad that he is, he's, you know, I'm going to encourage this for you. I think that you should get it done. And I, I said, I'll think about it, but you know, there's a lot of things that go into my thought process on that. I think it's a little different for a 65 year old to have that versus a 28 year old, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like long-term effects of it. I think that I would have great success with it, with it if I did it now, but what I would be kind of worried on is the, you know, what happens to my my gut and my insides and my absorption and everything 40 years down the line. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the thing that I was most hesitant on. And I had a conversation with him and I said, you know what, dad, weight loss surgery should be a last ditch effort. And it should be for someone that has tried everything. And I said, I know. And he goes, boy, you have tried everything. And I said, I haven't. The only thing I haven't tried is not giving up and being consistent so let me try that first and I'll make you a deal. If it fails for me, then 
I'll go have a consultation with you. And that's the day that I started 75 hard. And, um, you know, I, I don't regret it at all. I, I proved to myself that I can have success working on my own. There's going to be good days and bad days, but, um, even if I, if I had surgery and I have to really, you know, focus on my relationship with food, because if I had that, my, my emotional eating would just turn to some kind of other addiction. And, and I know that. So this journey for me is happening exactly how it needs to happen. You know, talking through things with you, reading the books that we've talked about, you know, the, um, the binge mindset book that you told me to get that I'm about halfway through has been really great. great. Um, reading the mountain is you, which is a really great book about, you know, self-sabotage and taking ownership of your actions. Um, and, and also just going to therapy, um, to, to kind of start, you know, talking about and learning about, you know, why I do the things that I do and maybe some ways to, to not have those. Uh, those urges and things like that. So I think that my experience with, with 75 hard gave me some consistency and showed me that I can be consistent with something for that many days. And I, you know, I'm really excited to start it back up again because just getting us, I, now I know I can do it. So 75 days feels like nothing to me. Um, because if, if I did it for, if I did something for 30 days, I can do anything for 75 days. So, um, I say to each your own, if the program works for some people, then, then great. If it doesn't, don't do it. But I mean, you can follow any diet that you want, anything you can, you can eat whatever diet fits your, your, your definition of the goals that you're looking for. And the only thing that's not up for interpretation is no alcohol in a gallon of water. You can read any book that you want. Um, and so, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a great program for me. Awesome. So, you know, I think, you know, one of the questions that comes to my head, you know, I think about setting up hard for a lot of people and I, and I'm, and I want to ask you is after the 75 days are over, then what, like, what are you taking from this program past that 75 days? Cause I think a lot of people where they get stuck is after day 75, it's like, okay, I'm done. And then just go right back to all the old habits. What does that look like on day 76 for you? Totally. So I never got to that point, but just in listening, I, you know, spent a lot of time on my walks, listening to the podcast and people will talk about that. And a lot of folks will say, oh, I got to my 75th day and I, you know, had a cheat meal and, but then, you know, towards the end of the day, or maybe the next day, they feel like complete crap. Um, because it's like you, you do all this work and then it's like you instantly revert back to your habits and technically there's another, there's two other phases to 75 hard so that it takes you through the full, you know, year. It's a year, year long program. 75 hard is just phase one. Um, but those things aside, what it taught me was that I was in total control with how I timed my day. Um, whether you have a busy job or a busy life or kids, um, you have to find two points in your day where you're taking time out for yourself to work out for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, it always was, was great to get that first workout in the, of the day, you know, a quick walk or a quick jog outside. That's one, but it was, it was finding time for the second one. And I would go on walks at lunch or I would go after work or go on another walk at night. And sometimes it would be 10 o'clock and I'd say, I can't do this today, but I would get up and I'd say, you're not, you're not going to fail the challenge. You're 25 days in this, you know, like go hop on the recumbent bike or, you know, go for a quick walk. And, you know, I think what I would take away from it is that I'm more in control with my time and my days than I think. Mm -hmm. And control is a huge thing for me. So um, when, when my life starts getting out of control and my days are getting out of control, that's when my eating starts getting out of control and being in control with my diet and my exercise pattern 
was really nice to see that I, I can control those things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I feel like a lot of times people, you know, and, and I don't mean this negatively at all, but I feel like a lot of times people play like the victim card of like, I don't have time. I don't, you know, I don't, you know, it's, I don't have this. I don't have that. You know, I don't have the lifestyle that they do. I don't, I can't work that in. I have kids or I have this, I have, you know, two jobs. And it's like, but it's all about priorities. When you say like, you know, like what, what is important for you? That's what you're going to make time for. Wouldn't you agree with that? Absolutely. And, and I loved hearing the stories of people that had kids that were doing this and, you know, because that's a different lifestyle than I have. Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, a single young adult with a job. So I don't have the other external things that I'm working on, but you know, hearing people that had kids and they would, you know, do the program and they'd find a workout during the day that they could do either, you know, with their kids or things like that. I just think it's a, it's a neat, it was a good learning experience for me. Yeah. I'll say that. Awesome. I want to pivot here, um, away from the setting of hard for a moment and talk about, you know, you mentioned earlier about how walking was so helpful for you, you know, but I also feel like a lot of people, especially people who are maybe just starting out their weight loss journey, they may look at walking as not enough. You're not doing enough and it doesn't feel like much. So did you, did it feel like that in the beginning for you? And then like, why does it, why is it now so helpful for your journey? So I think one of the hardest things when you're starting this journey is not, not enough information, but the influx of information. So when, if you're a new person getting into this journey, it's, I got to cut out carbs and I need to, you know, drink this and eat that and stop eating this. And I need to do this hit workout and I need to do X, Y, Z. But walking is so easy and it's, it's so, it was easy for my joints and I was having, you know, some back pain and things like that. I noticed that just me personally, my body, if I was just lifting, um, I, I was not losing weight. And that was one of the things, you know, like I'm talking about the influx of information. A lot of people will say, you don't need to do cardio to lose weight. Cardio is for heart health. Cardio is for health, but lifting is for, you know, building muscle mass and maintaining muscle throughout your weight loss journey, which absolutely I I'm a huge advocate for lifting um, throughout this journey, but the removal of cardio in in my daily activities was a huge hin like hindrance in my progress. And so when I added walking back into it, I noticed that my my weight loss really started to my weight loss journey was like very much elevated. Mm -hmm. And um, when I got my just track started tracking 10 to 12,000 steps a day. Um, even, even at 8,000 on the lower end, um, my energy level was, was much improved. Um, I was sleeping a lot better and, um, I didn't have as much muscle, uh, soreness from, cause I was still lifting. I didn't have as much muscle soreness and it just, I, just a lot of combination of things were happening versus the periods in life when I would start saying, Oh, I don't need to, I don't need to walk. I don't need to do cardio because I'm lifting. Lifting made me a lot hungrier. Mm -hmm. So I would eat a lot more on those days. And if I wasn't walking to kind of couple with that, I would, you know, get on the scale and I would have, and obviously you're not gaining weight, you know, fat every day, but it, it definitely adding and walking was a huge, you know, thing for me in my journey. And yeah. it, it still is. I'm, I'm very early in my journey. I don't want anybody to take this as like, I have succeeded. I'm like a 20 pound loss out of 200. So I'm very early on. <laughs> so, yeah, but, but, you know, you bring up a good point. And I think a lot of people forget that, like, it's like, yes, your workouts are important and all of that. But it's like, what are you doing outside of the gym for the, you know, other 23 hours of your day? I mean, if you're, if you're in the gym for an hour, you can have the hardest workout and the best workout in the world. But if you're going home and just sit on the couch for the rest of the day, it's probably not going to even out the way you want it to. Absolutely. So, and then, you know, I think, you know, another thing that people may struggle with, 
you know, especially when they're starting out and such. And, you know, when you have a bad day or a bad week, how do you get through those? Um, a couple of things. I mean, this is going to sound lame, but I, I do go for a walk. Um, you know, if I'm having a day where I just am super down, maybe I was supposed to go lift that day. Um, or maybe I was supposed to eat a, sa- a salad or something that I had planned for dinner. Like maybe I just instead had like, a you know, something different, but on the days that I'm, I'm super down, I will try and just go for a walk because at the end of it, I know that I'm going to feel at least a little bit better. I could still be in a bad mood, but the reason I like to go on a walk is that because I'm that crazy person that like talks to myself when I'm walking. (laughs) Whatever works. (laughs) I'm either, I'm either listening to a podcast or if I'll go on my walk and I'll talk to myself about whatever it is that I'm upset about. Mm -hmm. Um, and thankfully no one is usually on the trail that I walk, so I don't get anywhere (laughs) close, but, um, other than that, I, I do have days when I just have a, have a chill day, put on a movie, binge some Netflix. Um, you know, oftentimes I'll FaceTime, you know, one of my best friends back down in Texas or, you know, call up a pal that I have here. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very close with my family. So on those bad days, I am the type of person that will isolate and try and just kind of sit in my feelings and deal with my feelings. And if there's something that I feel like I need to work through, I'll write it out or I'll talk to someone about it. Um, But it's just kind of a combination of things, but the lowest hanging fruit for me to sometimes feel better is just getting outside. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if it's just for a couple minutes or something, but I, I'm uh, I really like being outside. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's definitely something that, you know, nature can really just make us feel better, you know, even yeah. whether it's cold, hot outside, whatever it's just being out in nature and putting yourself, you know, outside of like your, your normal, you know, habitat of a home, you know, right, getting outside right. can really make a di- big difference for sure. You know, and then so kind of flipping, you know, to the good things, like, you know, like what, what else, you know, like, yeah, you mentioned like the 20 pound weight loss and such, but like, besides like the, the results on the scale you've had, which has been awesome, by the way, you know, what else have you been able to accomplish so far in this journey? In this stint of the journey. So I've been working with you for about two months now. Um, I have noticed just overall getting stronger and, you know, like I mentioned, I was having some muscle and joint pain and I know that a lot of that happens from other muscle imbalances. So really have been trying to focus on strengthening my weaker muscles to help some of my my other muscles so I you know having knee pain trying to strengthen my legs and my upper legs and you know my calf muscles and trying to um make sure that I'm I'm focusing on those areas and then also I when I started this I was having a ton of back pain Mm -hmm. I still have a pretty weak lower back right now that I'm about to start, um, in physical therapy, but I think that it definitely has been getting better. And just in the lifts that we do, we don't do a lot of heavy things. Like we're not doing a a ton of heavy deadlifts or heavy squats or things like that. So the fact that, um, your workouts are like open to interpretation with whatever weight that I want to use, uh, has been really nice because if I have any pain points or anything, I can adjust accordingly. Um, so I've definitely noticed that I'm getting stronger and it's nice to see, you know, some calf definition come back or mm-hmm. some, you know, Hey, there's my biceps coming back. Um, and, uh, overall just kind of my energy level. I think when I first started working with you was pretty low and it has definitely increased. Um, you know, I, I'm waking up in the morning and and exercising again, first thing in the morning and then going right after work. And I think with you and me, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about, I wanted to increase my lifting um, Mm -hmm. so that I could try and start building those habits during the week so that I could go after work and having the energy throughout the day and just remembering 
that I had to go to the gym after work every day. It's now, it's now like starting to be just something that I'm thinking of throughout the day. And I bring my clothes and I change and awesome. I go and I knock it out and I go home and I, I'm getting home at, you know, five 30 and I have my whole night to myself. And yep. I don't, I honestly, this week, I really just, I haven't known what to do with my time because I'm, I've already got my, my workout done. I've already gone for a walk. Um, it's like, Oh gosh, you know, what am I going to do? And I'm not even doing 75 hard and I'm, I'm knocking off these workouts. So, um, it, it really like just feeling stronger, getting stronger, but also just kind of like taking back ownership of the time in my day, uh, has been, has been great in working with you. Awesome. So, you know, towards the end of the shows, I always ask my guests, like, what are some things that people can do like to like get started or, you know, get healthier or whatever their goals may be. But I want to kind of put this in, you know, a different kind of like lens here. If you could look back to Stephanie at the very beginning, and what would you tell her for getting started? And you know, what what have been like some of the biggest pieces of advice that have helped you throughout this process so far? Um, I so if I could go back and talk to my younger self, I would I would probably um, do teach a little bit more education on what food even was and what nutrition even was. Um, I would definitely start to focus on handling stress and my emotions in other ways other than food. So, you know, if I was having a bad day or, you know, a really emotional event happen, not turning and going to get fast food or something, but maybe just going for a walk or going for a jog or going to the gym because I really liked lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, turning to things like that to try and start having habits because, you know, now I'm, I'm 28 years old and those have been the habits that I've had my whole life. And I, I wish that I had learned to deal with my emotions in a little bit of a healthier way so that I wasn't having to kind of relearn how to do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that's one thing that I would do. And then two, um, I would just kind of meet, I, I think those are the two things, learning how to deal with my emotions in a little bit of a healthier way. And then just having a little bit more education on nutrition, because growing up, I loved cooking. I would just come home and watch food network and say, Oh my gosh, that's what I'm going to make for dinner. But I had no idea what food did to your body and, and the functionality of it and what a vitamin was and what, you know, vegetables did. And I didn't know any of that. So I would have, I would, you know, learn a little bit more about those two things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been great uh, chatting with you. You know, thank you. Thank you again for so much for coming on the show. Um, you know, for someone who is on the fence for maybe, you know, not sure whether or not coaching is going to be best for them, or doesn't really know where to get started. What would you say as far as like making the decision to go into coaching? Going in to get a coach. Yes. I do it because this is already a hard enough journey. Don't do it on your own. I mean, and that's why coaches have coaches and mentors (laughs) have mentors, you know, and, and I, I think that one of the things I told you when I first started this is that as an, as a nutrition major and someone that's, I I've read the NASM textbook cover to cover, you know, I have all of this knowledge in my head, but it's, it's working with someone and starting to hold myself accountable because you can have all that you can have all the knowledge in the world, or you cannot have any knowledge in the world, but what, depending on which end of the spectrum you are, the only thing that is like comparable to those is like have someone to talk through and to work through things with. Um, you know, whether, whether you're, you're trying to fix, you know, an eating problem that you've had or some, any kind of eating disorder, you know, talk to somebody, if you're trying to get back into the gym and start kind of taking ownership back of your workouts, working with somebody is definitely a lot easier than trying to do it on your own. I've been working in out in gyms for almost my whole life, but before I was working with you, I still felt very lost. And it's, you know, having some structure and having a workout to follow 
makes you kind of take ownership of those workouts back. So, you know, anybody who is maybe struggling or on the fence and maybe they want to lose weight or gain weight or, you know, get a better, um, you know, get their stamina up or sleep better, just be healthier. Working with somebody and having that accountability partner that you can be honest with and really kind of learn some life skills through is just, it's, it's just so great. And, you know, so having you to just, I mean, you, you and I, you know, we, we're pretty, you know, professional and pretty straight to the point on things, but also we have like a, you know, 15 minute conversation about the joys of looking stupid, doing a lateral raise with a five pound <laughs> weight, you know, it's just, it's so fun to just have someone to talk through those things with. And, you know, we were talking about how you could be lifting, like doing like a 300 pounds squat. And then you go to do a lateral raise with a five pound weight and, you know, you just look like it's pathetic almost it's in a hilarious way. So, yeah. um, I, I, I encourage anybody, even if you don't have anything that you need to work on, have a coach because there's always something that you could be doing better. Um, and I think that I will just constantly have, have this relationship for the rest of my life because it's, it's always nice to have a mentor, and someone to work through things with. Absolutely. Stephanie, again, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was a pleasure chatting with you. And also I even learned a few, a few more things about you and your, and you, even your journey and, you know, before us working together. So this has been a great opportunity to chat. Absolutely. No, thanks for having me. Like I said, I, you know, I've only been working with you for two months, but it's been, it's been life-changing. I talked to my friends and family about working with you and, um, you know, it's been, it's been a really great opportunity so far. So great. I can't wait for the rest of it. We still have a lot, to, a lot more to work together with and a lot more things accomplished. And I know you're going to accomplish every one of them. So absolutely. You, yeah. You, you, you've been very, I, I will say also just from your side of things, you've been very coachable. You've been very understanding of the process and willing to unlearn. Like that's one of the hardest things when people come and start working with somebody new is to unlearn all the old habits, unlearn all the old knowledge and beliefs that they may have about the dieting process and relearn new things and be willing to accept those things and, and then actually take action and make change. And you've, you've been willing for all of that. So thank you. You've been great to work with as well. Well, thank you. Thanks for working with me. Yeah, it's, it's been really great. Awesome. If anyone wants to just chat with you about, you know, just anything they heard about today, where can they reach out to you? Yes, I have a TikTok and Instagram and my, my handle is crunch and munch. So C-R-U-N-T-C-H-N-M-U-N-T-C-H crunch and munch. And I post some, some TikToks and, uh, you know, all of the amazing workouts that Chase gives me, uh, when I video them and look like a doodle bird, doodle bird, uh, <laughs> I post my journey. So awesome. And, and um, you know, and, and guys, I'll put the um, link to that into the show notes as well. Um, and also you were, you were just sharing with me and I definitely want you to share on the, on here as well. Where did crunch and munch come from? Cause I love this. Yes. So, um, I, there's like two things in my life that are constant and that's, I love lifting and working out. And then I love, uh, food. So the crunch and munch kind of rhymes with my last name. And so, um, the crunch aspect was always going to be like a crunches, like ab crunches. And then the munch side was, is supposed to be food. And so kind of my goal was always to have a, um, like really cool state of the art gym with the best equipment and the coolest things. And just a really cool atmosphere, probably blasting some kind of pop punk music. <laughs> and then on the other side, have like a really cool restaurant with, with really great food. Um, and so it would bring kind of like the two things in my life together as crunches and munches. So um, still not, not out of the uh, plan there could still happen at some point. We don't know, but I've wanted to do that. I mean, my sister and I have always talked about doing that. Um, sorry, my cat's kind of making an appearance. There, it's but, fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, since I was since I was like a young in my young twenties, I always thought that would be really cool. So, um, also one thing I wanted to, to say. Yeah. If you are, if anybody is starting and they think that it's lame to make a social media account or post anything please do it because as someone who is over, you know, 300 pounds plus, it has been so 
so great for me to watch the journeys of people that are similar to me, you included. I'm wearing my always hungry yeah, shirt. I this saw is that. Poro Por- 92. I follow him. You know, he, he, you know, was, I think over 400 pounds. So seeing people's journey on TikTok and Instagram and people just posting vulnerable videos of workouts and things um, here and there, like it, you might think that it, it's not doing anything, but it is someone's always watching. And um, I, I like to post things, you know, because 10 years ago, me, I was only seeing fit, super fit people on, um, you know, Finsta, they call it fitness Insta. So, um, I think, you know, that I, and I would have never found you and been working with you now without you posting your journey. Yeah. So, um, you know, I really appreciate people that are able to post for vulnerable things like that and parts of their journey. Absolutely. And also that just helps. I know it helped me in the beginning with the accountability as well, just to keep, keep me going. So yeah. definitely agree with that. Awesome. Yeah. Stephanie, this has been great. Thank you so, so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I was so excited. All right. Have a great day. You too. Have a good one. Bye. What an incredible story that was. Wow. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Stephanie. I really appreciate that. Guys, we are just one year into recording the Chasing Health podcast. And I must say, this has been one of my favorite ways to create content for you guys. Seriously, I can't thank you all enough for tuning each and every week. I see you sharing screenshots on your stories. I love getting messages from each of you about you know certain episodes that resonate with you. And I love bringing on more guests each and every week to continue to provide more value to you. I want to do something special for you. In case you have been on the fence about coaching and you really resonated after listening to Stephanie's story today and you want to follow in her footsteps, as a thank you for listening to this show, specifically this episode, if you apply using the link in the show notes and specify in the application that you heard about this offer on the show, I'm going to give you 25% off my entire coaching program. Again, just go apply to the link in the show notes. Just let me know that you heard about this offer inside of Stephanie's episode, and we will get you that discount. We'll talk more about it, make sure you're a good fit for the team, get you on a phone call. Of course, all that's for free. And then once we make sure we're a good fit, we'll talk about the program and how I can help you. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in each and every single week. Chat soon. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.